Warning, this program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations. Don't <laughs> upload that anywhere, <laughs> Anthony Fisher. Words of Uju Sabre, let me seal penniless. I'll lift food up on me table, master, God bless. I'll lift the needy and shelterless. Ethiopia are without prince and princess. We know of new methods of attack. Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the Fifth Column Podcast. This is your mostly weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle, the people that make it, and occasionally ourselves. I am Camille Foster. I do various things at a place called Freethink. I'm delighted to be with you this week. Um, although this week I really have no earthly idea what's going on in the world, so I'm delighted to be joined by co-conspirators who are very capable um, one of them, Michael Moynihan, who does things at Vice News Tonight, is absent. He has been called away. He has to go on assignment someplace. But he, he assures me that he'll be doing some quadruple duty in the coming weeks. That's what he said. I don't know if I believe him. He really said that. Yeah, he did say that. Um, but you know who is here? Matt Welch, Shut editor at large, Reason Magazine, because he's, he's just he's reliable when he's here and not on that stretch where he was absent for a while. <laughs> it's about ready to get a lot um, more absent. We'll talk and, about it afterwards. But oh, go on. Oh, boy. Um, and Anthony Fisher hey. is in the building. Yeah. He's in the room. He doesn't have the God mic on, um, and it's good. I mean, we, we need a little extra help because I, I honestly, I've, I've been babysitting my daughter all day. I went to bed at about 4 o'clock this morning. I've got to be on a train at 8 to go to D.C. to do some things. And I've got no earthly idea what's happening in the world. I just Is it 8 o'clock? I don't I'm, know. I got like a 10. Oh, no, no. 8 o'clock in the morning, right. Acela. I've got to do a, a, a thing for PBS. I guess Amy Holmes <laughs> has like a new show on PBS with some... Body. Yeah, oh, I, saw, right. I saw them prom when they were when that lunch. They were promoting it as like a conservative perspective on PBS. Yeah, well, they know that I'm not a conservative, mm. and apparently, I'm I'm going to talk about uh, race things, which that's going to end well. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes people call me and ask me to talk about <laughs> race things on television. This happens. Is this a successor? Uh, both community. Did you ever go, Anthony, on the uh, on the what was it called? Like Point Taken. Point Taken. No, Point there taken was a different. PBS? There's a different show, um, and that was Carlos Watson, right. who is the uh, he's the head of. Um, what the hell hell is that thing called? Mike? No, it's no. not Mike. It's it's the uh, it's the other thing. The other thing that's like Ozzy. Ozzy, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or Three is it Ozzy or Ozzy? I'm going with Ozzy. I, I think it's I, I think I've it's Ozzy. I've always felt it was Ozzy. Because Ozzy is there is an Ozzy and he spells his name with two Z's. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Ozzy anyways. <laughs> but in either case, that has a different show and I don't I don't know what's happening there. But at any rate, uh, nobody probably cares about that too no, much. They do. This is this is um, the, the premium <clears throat> stuff. What else? What else is happening? Um, oh, um, Matt came by this weekend. Sure did. Came to my house. It was very nice. He and his wife. They came. He brought his two daughters, and they came to meet my daughter, um, which was very nice. And they also brought a gift. Um, said gift was the most deplorable <laughs> and racist <laughs> gift anyone has ever given to a four and a half. And we may put that. We may put a photo of it um, on the on the We the Fifth Instagram. I, it was a, I, it was a, Emmanuel right now <laughs> is like listening to this, yeah. which she does religiously, and just uh -huh. wincing and well, wincing and feels terrible. You all should have blaming thought about me. It. it is a watermelon chew toy. 
for my for my daughter. No, no, a honest, watermelon honestly, teething it, toy. Is this was was this a a, a cheeky uh, joke before for the for cheeky the non is fun. Yeah. <laughs> you see pictures of that guy? That's true. She's got cheeks for for miles. She does. So. Here's how it works. We go uh-huh. to the store. We, we we knew the store that we wanted to go to. We figured, okay, white, she's- White privilege toys. Yeah. Uh, it's called white privilege toys. <laughs> uh, and uh, we figured she's at the stage now where it's not the snot remover gift that you're mm-hmm. looking for, but mm-hmm. she's like, going to be sort of teething. Okay. It's true. Yeah. She's so teething. We look at, there's about five, four or five uh, different uh, teething toys. Right. The fried chicken. Uh, there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah. a pack of cools. <laughs> Rubber cools. Uh, this is all oh, really good. Menthol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there was, one of them was hilariously, <laughs> and this would have, this was probably the runner up, was a little cute deer. So you could have the baby chewing on a Bambi. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> a totally not racist Bambi. Uh-huh. Uh, another one. What was the, 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 the first thing that we had looked at? And, you know, this is a store, a small store. I'm claustrophobic. Uh, I My my game here is to step in and say, yeah, that looks great, and to turn around and So this and, is one of those, leave. like, is this like a Brooklyn boutique? This is not like a yeah. bye-bye baby. All yeah, right. of course. Yes. I mean, it's it's a little baby thing, but it's small. Um, and uh, so I forget what the uh, what the 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 first runner up was that we had originally gone to. Um, it was just something nondescript, much smaller, kind of brown something, you know, like a, a corn or something. I don't know what. Um, and then uh, you see this big red, like you know, babies when they first start seeing color, which is around this age. Um, like that's obviously fun. Let's grab it. So uh, Emmanuel grabbed it, um, and then I forget who. Uh, uh, <laughs> like noticed that it was a watermelon and started thinking about this in some fashion. It might've been, uh, I mean, obviously I noticed first thing and started <laughs> laughing to myself cause I knew that, that we'd end up talking about this in the fifth column. Um, but like if you were just, if they, if there was no like content, if there's no connotations behind any of these five chew toys, there is no question which one you would choose. Yeah. Cause it's big, the and bright. big, yeah. bright red mm-hmm. chew toy, uh, which happens to be a watermelon. And then I thought to myself, my, my watermelon thinking was a little probably different than Emmanuel's. Emmanuel's just Some of like, my best friends are watermelons. If anyone is going, <laughs> her thinking is, is anyone, we're just going to glide right over there. Uh, it was that if anyone is possibly going to take offense to this, this is a terrible mistake. And I had to sort of like, sort of assure. Anyways, uh, my thing was like, Camille would be so mad at me. If you returned it. If I didn't <laughs> choose the watermelon <laughs> uh, based only on no, that's so, it's perceived that's good. Uh, that's kind good. of uh, whatever. I feel but like, like I've, ma- I made, I've made the world a better place. That's see, good. But the thing is, if it wasn't, yeah. if it w- I wouldn't have gone seeking the watermelon yeah. if, it was the, if it was the second best chew toy. Yeah. It was just so obviously the big red chew toy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't going to let society's mm-hmm. hangups that's right. about watermelon joke speaking of which there was a really funny one uh, uh a funny w- racist watermelon joke yeah um, oh, okay go for it uh, i and, love this uh, having to do with what i think uh, it's portrayed in the movie 42 uh, jackie robinson mm-hmm. uh, uh where like he at some like he gets uh, all of his teammates watermelons or, or someone gives him watermelons and everyone's like freaked out and he laughs and everyone just eats watermelons because watermelons are delicious watermelons like, are great refreshing like, in the summer it's uh, it's so weird watermelons <laughs> and fried chicken everyone likes those things I don't like that's fried just true. I, I don't actually really do fried chicken either, but most people like right. those things. Like Kool Aid, Kool Aid tastes good. Like most people will drink Kool Aid. Now, now I'm not so like gin yeah. and juice. You're gonna talk about gin and juice? Very I, don't, I don't really know a great deal about gin and juice. So, anyway, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, but the striking thing was that. Camille, uh, nobody in the uh, Foster family noticed we the racism. We didn't mention it until later. Didn't mention it. And you know who? <laughs> you know who noticed it? Is my wife. She's like, whoa. 
Yeah, Whoa. Yeah. And she's watching my daughter like hungrily eating this toy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's making like audible noise. <clears throat> and and she said, This is so racist. Yeah. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And my hands like uh, my hands brain. are in the air again. I can't even help it. And my hands went in the air again. Cause when you gave the gift, all I thought was, Oh man, Uncle Matt, Uncle Matt loves you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I look at her chewing this this watermelon and I thought to myself, Wow, he really loves you <laughs> because, because he understands we connect on a spiritual level and uh it's the it's the greatest racist baby gift that anyone tell, has ever given anyone else tell tracy that um, it's not emmanuel's fault and um i will do no such thing um but yeah that was a lot of fun but but perhaps we should we should talk about we should talk about what's happening yeah we got um, we got our fix the there we've, we've already put our jobs at what, risk what the too, hell what the kanye hell is going on? dude what's yes, going on the, kanye how do you yeah. not know what's going on when no, kanye well, west for like 24 <laughs> hours has been in the center of the freak there's arguments I've, george takai i think is out there arguing about kanye west i saw a guy i follow for um uh, like baseball stat nerd uh reasons uh probably mitchell lichtman mm. um uh, was uh, saying like uh, why do we care now what Kane West thinks like people are losing their marbles. Oh yeah, the, the, you know, the, every everyone cared what Kanye thought when he was uh, informing us that George Bush didn't care about black people, especially Mike Myers. He really cared yeah. in that moment. Poor Mike Myers. Then, back then, everything was it was all good. Back then, um, but now, but now it's a problem. I did see this uh, over the weekend. What is her name? Um, Red Pill Black. Can, Candace Owens. Candace uh, Owens. Her YouTube channel is Red Pill Black. Yeah, and I I don't actually know much about this person. I did. I had like a bunch of people mm -hmm. who sort of tweeted this thing at me, which could be because they think um, I because they know that I have an interest in Kanye West and I'm just a fan of his music. Um, but it might also be because they are of the odd and completely wrong belief that I would like give a shit what Candace Owens like thinks about anything or that we are sort of sim on similar planets uh, because we both have critical things to say about Black Lives Matter. Um, the few things that I've heard Candace Owens say, like, and I just don't follow her, so I only occasionally bump into stuff, like haven't been all that like sharp to me. Let's, like anyone let's, who uses phrases like Democrat plantation, like you and I are probably not friends. Let's rewind for listeners who aren't aware of the controversy. There was a seven. Yes, yeah, yeah. Kanye West, uh, who I don't recall tweeting a lot recently. Maybe. No, no. His his Twitter account had been dormant. So right. he like was on Twitter and then he got off. He only follows Kim, which I mean, that's a he's a very devoted. Husband. He uh, he comes back, vaults yes. back into the limelight and he does it with a seven word tweet. That uh, that posts uh, about uh, this uh, Candace Owens, which mm -hmm. I love the way Candace Owens thinks, something like that. Mm -hmm. Right, and and uh, I I don't know if he linked to. He also uh, had free free thinkers only um, was the the tweet after that, which I saw that one first, and then I saw the Candace Owens. He thing. also announced a new record with Nas. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's that really that well, really it's was not there. A, re a new record with Nas. He's producing oh, Nas's yeah. new record. Yeah. He's doing a new record with Kid Cudi, and he's doing a record but of the, his own. But the point, my point in mentioning that is I'm sorry, that, we're is derailing. That, no, is that is that Kanye? This was Kanye's stream of thought at this point. He uh -huh. did, he, he 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 spoke about Kanye, uh, Candace Owens, and then he just moved on yeah. to, to promote the Nas record. Yeah, yeah, and. Meanwhile, the world caught fire. Yeah, the explosion of attention has come from from everyone else. But you you were setting up, Matt, I, and I'm, uh, I'm just, derailing you. No, just I'm. Uh, I want to get back into Kenneth Owens. Yeah. I I don't know if Kanye himself linked to 
a video of her there, I'm but I saw someone sure he didn't. alleging that um, this was the video that he was responding to, and it was a clip of her speaking for about a minute and 15 seconds mm -hmm. at UCLA, an event. Uh, she's, she works with, uh, it's called Turning Point. Turning Point USA. Yeah. Turning Point USA, which yeah. is a kind of a controversial uh, right-wing group uh, that uh, does a lot of stuff on college campuses. She is there, is one of their... Is that she's, Charlie she, she, Kirk? Is it, the, is, uh, it is Charlie is the Kirk, who's, yeah. a, who's a conservative free speech hypocrite, but Owens is actual... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owen's actual uh, title is director of urban engagement. Mm. What urban engagement? Urban engagement. Well, she was the communications she, director. She's talking about before. parking policy because, in big well, cities. Well, she's red pill black. She doesn't yeah. like identity politics, but she's the urban engagement. Yeah. So yeah. the <laughs> clip that I saw of her, she it, she was actually good. I've seen clips of her. I did some research uh, about her uh, mm -hmm. two three weeks ago, um, and I, and I uh, shared. Some of your not being very impressedness. Mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, if you're just red pilling at this point, uh, uh -huh. which to me is, uh, uh, it's kind of uh, juvenile alt right, you know, proud boy type stuff that uh -huh. I'm not, I'm not interested in. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it has that direct association right now. In addition to being a cheap matrix joke, um, but like uh, her backstory to me rings false. Uh -huh. um, I'm not accusing her of being false, but just like I want, before I am going to use my very uh, successful uh, uh, hip hop artistry uh, to promote the uh, her uh, uh, campaign, I think I would want to do a more thorough background check on someone who says my entire family is on welfare, mm -hmm. is a comment that she's made. Which, is that right? Yeah, um, which uh, I, I just don't think can be true. Uh, <laughs> and it just sounds like the kind of thing that isn't true. She's had like, uh, um, uh, sort of lawsuits in her uh, kind of immediate uh, background in a way that young commentators don't necessarily always have, as hmm. has Turning Point USA. They've had some kind of controversies uh, stemming out of this. Uh, so I haven't found her to be particularly persuasive. But that's yeah. that. I'm done with my setup. I want to hear more about why what uh, you think about Candace Owens, and more importantly, yeah. I mean, I've, I've really given you the the bulk of my thoughts on her. I will say about Turning Point that I mean, the general issue that I have with with them is just that the the commentary that comes out of outfits like that isn't particularly sophisticated. It's like cereal box conservatism. Like they've got a couple of slogans that they're able to parrot. Um, but for the most part, it's like Donald Trump's defense force. Like anything that he's doing at the at this particular moment is totally cool and in vogue and is the thing that we should be excited about. Um, and that, that brand of conservatism has never been of any interest to me whatsoever. And even when they're doing urban engagement? To, to even give, even when, especially when they're doing urban engagement. I've, I've always had deep contempt for like black conservatism, that affirmatively black conservatism where they talk about the Democrats and what they're doing to our community and how they need to own it and their policies are destroying us. Again, it's, What's an example it's of that? the same a... kind of tribalism. I think it was... Um, like uh, Blacklash was uh, was that Deneen Borelli's book? Mm -hmm. Is that her name? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's 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 that kind of thing, well, and I just you, don't you, have Armstrong any. Williams. Yeah, I don't have a lot of patience or interest in that crap. It's it's the same tribalism, except a hell of a lot less successful and far less persuasive. Like it just doesn't it doesn't even sell particularly well. So I'm not sure why I would get into bed with that garbage. I am interested in something else, which is. Generally speaking, tribalism is stupid and dim and ugly. And to the extent you're inserting that into various political issues, you're probably not helping. And I don't think that going to Black Lives Matters events um, and essentially just shaming those kids and telling them they're stupid actors is particularly helpful. I would much rather I'm, I'm fine engaging you. I'm fine with calling you out if you're being a, a dope. 
Um, but I'm going to offer you something that's useful. And if she doesn't understand that there are actual substantive issues when it comes to police reform that need to happen, then we're not allies. Like, we're not friends. Before we, uh, I want to hear uh, more about Fisher. I'm pretending like I'm uh, driving the car here. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, about uh, the hypocrisy of, of Turning Point itself, among other things. Um, I would uh, commend you to look at that uh, uh, UCLA video mm. of her because she is, deals with protesters in a pretty sharp way uh, saying, because uh, there are people who just objected to her being there yeah, I saw. On, on its uh, on its own uh, thing. And, and, and she said, you are... I thought it was more Camille-tastic than uh, Matt-tastic on this mm -hmm. point of uh, you are out there claiming uh, you are much more privileged than your forebears who have fought uh, sure. legitimately against civil rights. Totally sure. And your your presentation right now is frivolous because you're trying to clothe yourself in the same or cloak yourself in the same yes. uh, sense of uh, of, uh, yeah, they of honor. Co-opting the victim's and yeah, position. And I, I think a lot of that is true. And the, the conservative critique of black progressive like wokeness is generally accurate insofar as it goes. Um, but so far as I'm concerned, it doesn't go quite far enough. Um, and it's not, it's not mere, a mere difference in taste. Like there's a fundamental difference in understanding that tribalism is part of the problem. And it's part of the origin of what's happening here, as opposed to the belief that the Democrats are perpetrating a fraud against black people, getting them to work against their own interests so that they can continue to win black votes. Yeah, and that's like that, that plantation. Is, th yeah, argument. that's like that is crazy conspiracy theory talk. Um, and it's it's not particularly helpful. And I don't think that is nearly the same thing as just exposing the fraudulentness of, of this particular worldview, which, quite frankly, is a worldview that supersedes politics. It subsumes like everything about the perspective of people who hold it. It's the reason why like this uh, friggin Starbucks controversy, not to open that door now, like stuff like that explodes. It's the reason why when the guy gets shot over in Crown Heights, before we know any of the facts, the wildfire is ignited and everyone believes that this thing is precisely what you already know it is. No facts necessary. I understand that they're out here trying to kill us all and they're going to slaughter us. And then when it turns out like a week and a half later that the guy actually had something in the shape of a pipe that he was running up to people and sort of going bang with. And that when the police showed up, he pointed it at the police and assumed a shooting stance and got shot to hell. Like then you look like a nut job for having suggested he was assassinated. And even there, I don't think that guy necessarily needed to get dead. I, I think there are, again, substantive things that we could talk about when it comes to police reform. Certain people should probably be doing that job and certain people shouldn't. It can be an incredibly dangerous job, but for the right person who is patient and thoughtful in a city like New York, where we have a lot of people who have mental illness, who are often on the street and often doing things that seem somewhat insane, there are ways often, to engage them without- the train. Yeah, but there are ways to engage them without shooting them to death. Right. Um, and a person with a pipe in their hand, even if it kind of sort of looks like a gun going bang, like isn't killing you like they're not. Um, and I mean, it's Toronto... possible to mistakenly shoot and kill them. But it it should be no one's belief that this is absolutely necessary. And that's how policing have to, has it's, to work. Uh, <clears throat> we have we have already decided not to talk about it. So I'll bring it up. The uh, the Toronto 
uh, massacre to today. It happened yesterday. Yesterday, uh, yes, last so night. yesterday uh, a man drove into a crowd of people, mostly women, and at this point, 10 dead, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe 14 other injured. Which is uh, shocking in Toronto, which is a very uh, peaceful and very clean uh, mm-hmm. yes. city. Pathologically and, uh, clean. Um, but there was, the, <laughs> there was the moment he came out of his car, I think, and um, had something in his hand or at least mimicked having a gun. Yeah, he kept saying, trying to pull it out. I have a gun, shoot me. They said shoot, he said shoot me in the head. And and the uh, cops didn't, uh, yeah. which is a pretty interesting thing. Like that, in, in New York, if you, <laughs> yeah. you die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to die in that situation. I'm laughing, it's not funny. Uh, Fisher, why is, <laughs> why is Turning Point uh, a free speech hypocrite? Well, I don't want to get too much into the whole Turning Point thing, but like just to, to touch on what you were saying about the sloganeering, mm-hmm. uh, that unsophisticated sloganeering, uh, just, just a quick gl- uh, glance through their Twitter feed today shows a couple of tweets um, where there's a hashtag, Big Gov sucks mm. and build the wall. Yes, build that wall. Yeah, build in, the same, it as in, the, high as in the same tweet. Yeah, so um, completely yeah. incoherent. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and, completely That's incoherent. Great. Yeah. And so also, uh, Charlie Kirk um, was on Fox this weekend doing his spiel about identity politics being the scourge of our time, which, mm-hmm. you know, in certain contexts, I can agree with, mm-hmm. uh, except that. What I find infuriating about a, a certain brand of conservatism at, at the moment mm-hmm. is that the, there's only one kind of identity politics they don't like. <laughs> they're, they're, the, the other kind, white identitarian politics, Western civilization identity politics, that's all good. And identity politics of your allies of color or your gay allies. If you have a gay conservative or a gay black, you will never shut up. Yeah, you won't shut about up about it. About Absolutely. It. Yeah. No, it's so, totally true. So, um, and, and I think that a little bit of that is like backwash, though. Right. I mean, it's the fact that you are constantly called homophobes and racists. No, I know where it comes and, from. And that is why you actually do it. And, and I don't. But again, you and I agree. Mm. Like, I don't think that is a sufficient defense. No. I don't engage in that yeah. bullshit. It's not necessary. I, and, and on the free speech issue, if I just I'll just I'm, gonna, I'm happy to move along from this is. Um, so, yeah, after I mentioned he was on the Fox and Fox thing talking about um, college campuses being uh, and using really hyperbolic language, something like the identity politics on college campuses is portending the end of Western civilization. And then when that Fresno State uh, professor said nasty things about Barbara Bush, rest in peace. <laughs> Fire he, her. He was he was, you know, tweeting out to the Fresno State uh, official account saying, does this represent your values? So he was offended by mm-hmm. something a college professor said, and he wanted her fired. You know, in, this, no freaking in, in the same. In, so, so I just don't. I don't respect that. I know exactly what he's doing. It's 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 a it's a it's a dodgy game. I don't. I, as somebody who really is passionate about free speech and defends really shitty speech, the right to at least express really shitty speech, it bothers me when I see people wearing free speech as a cape mm-hmm. and they don't really, they have no principles. Speaking so. of shitty free speech, yeah. uh, have you seen the video of that Fresno State professor, just like the greatest hits kind of a YouTube loop? I'm afraid I haven't, but uh, I wish I had. Uh, it's, it's just gruesome. Mm. You, you don't, it doesn't give you a lot of uh, hope for the future of uh, the Cal State University system, generally speaking. Can, um, can I yeah. say something else about uh, about no, Kanye quickly? I, I never I, want I'm to stop talking this, about Kanye. So. <laughs> I no, was, no, um, Kanye is the thing. Yeah. The uh, the the one thing that that someone pointed out recently in a in an email thread that I was in um, is the brought back to mind the fact that Kanye West had this brief love affair with Ben Carson, who he said was a brilliant mind. Like he saw him and was inspired by him and like made a phone call and had to get on the phone with Ben and nearly got involved in the campaign. And had, they had a, a long conversation and he was rapping on the phone for Ben. Armstrong was, was quick to point wait, out that wait. there was clean rap. Um, he did like, rap on the phone for Ben yeah, Carson. Yeah, yeah. Like they were, very, they, were, they were getting close. There was a moment there. It almost happened and then it, it totally 
didn't. Someone brought him back from the brink. Really? Um, but um, it, it, I don't know why anyone would suspect that Kanye West is a, a, a quality judge of superior intellectual capability. Wait a he's second. Just, are, what, he's what are you just wearing not. on your feet right now? Um, these are just these are Ultra Boost. These okay. are Adidas Ultra Boost. Well, like how much how much consumer material? It's the winter winter do you have world. in the 1. Yeezy 0. line. Oh, I mean, I've got a lot of Yeezy sneakers. Yeah, like his creative his creative output is generally of a very high quality, incredibly high quality. The music has not been so great recently, so I'm hoping the next album is phenomenal. But I disagree fundamentally with the worldview of most of the people that I listen to. If you and I agree politically, it is almost certainly true that your music is awful and I don't <laughs> want to listen to you. Do you remember last week when no. conservatives and you know <laughs> angry, you know, culturally bitter right-wingers hated celebrities and wanted them to shut up and yeah. never express their political opinions? I, I remember that. Mm, that, was, that, was, yeah. that was a week ago. I don't. <laughs> Who's the celebrity that they're mad at? Everyone. Well, everyone. Any, like, any, yeah, any award show. Any, 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 certainly so, Kanye. Yeah, yeah, Kando, so point. Candace Owens literally had a video, a popular video on her Red Pill Black uh, channels that said that was titled Dear Celebrities, Nobody Cares What You Think. Yeah, shut up and Here, don't tell us what to think. Here's, the, I think, what's interesting about that and interesting at the mutual and I think uh, um, uh, justified charges of hypocrisy on both sides about this. On There's, many sides. On, on, I'll say on, on both sides for this, <laughs> for this question because it actually it's much more uh, kind of uh, the pendulum uh, kind of bicameral situation, uh -huh. um, which is that, so my uh, operating theory, which I'm sure I've bored uh, everyone with already, uh, is that so much, uh, yeah, you guys immediately are looking at the uh, operating theory. <laughs> my God, what's the clock say? I, I, I happen to I, I happen to turn over because I'm still on the producer <laughs> and I needed to keep to, to, to keep an eye on the things. Very funny. Uh, no, but that like so much American political discourse can be boiled down to trolls versus bouncers. The bouncers broadly hmm. on the left, um, uh, always poli policing who can get in, who's acceptable, who isn't. Sometimes based on how they look. Hmm. Sometimes based on how they express themselves. They're in the club, they're out of the club, they're no platform, they're whatever. Or or if you're dressed a certain way, you can't, or you look a certain way, you can't say a certain thing. So that bouncers, policing the boundaries of speech. The trolls are people who feel, uh, and broadly on the right, who feel that, uh, who sense that, and they sense that those parameters shift constantly in a way that the bouncers rarely acknowledge how rapidly sure. these things uh, shift. And we could talk about this with Joy Reid probably pretty soon uh, here. Um, but, and so the trolls delight in trying to find ways to outrage mm -hmm. uh, the, those people uh, who are uh, would-be policers of the uh, of what was the, uh, the possible discourse here. So Hollywood plays a very interesting role. So um, media generally, Hollywood generally, kind of academia generally, they all are much more kind of just sort of swimming in basic leftness mm -hmm. to the extent that it's very irritating for the modal conservative or someone who's just not a, a non-progressive out there. They feel overwhelmed by this. And so you have a couple of different opportunities uh, of reaction there. One is just like, screw those people. They're terrible. It's it's big Hollywood. It's big government. It's big, you know, college or whatever the hell the Breitbart, uh, you know, uh, uh, wing is there. Big, big postmodernism. Uh, and so <laughs> you've, but when somebody defects oh, yeah. from there, yeah. mm -hmm. and this kind of gets to your black conservatism thing, perhaps, mm -hmm. um, uh, not putting words in your mouth, when anyone comes from one of these tribes that you expect to be 90% or 95% progressive and says either, hey, 
I'm not sure about it. Or like, hey, I'm on the other side. I'm willing to like go here. They, they're they smothered. They're jumped on their champion. As a result, uh-huh, sure. if you're going to look at, I'm just guessing without ever having run the numbers, if you're going to look at the number of uh, actors or Hollywood people in general who have run for political office, hmm. I would bet that the majority of them are Republican and not Democrat. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, yeah, I hate Hollywood. I don't care what they think. Oh, my God. Schwarzenegger. Did you hear him quote Milton Friedman? Governor. (laughs) Right. Ronald Reagan. Governor. Anytime there's any single one of these people. Gary Sinise. My God, he's a hero. Even James Woods before he totally shat himself (laughs) on a daily basis on the Internet and did all kinds of horrible things. You know, people will like embrace these people until they're found to be totally crazy. And even then, Chuck Woolery still is going to be able to get into the Fox building, despite the fact that he's a total fucking lunatic. Um, It's this weird. So everyone is hypocritical about this for sure. Um, uh, and it's fascinating. And I, so I think they're all behaving rationally in their way, mm. right? Like it makes sense to jump on every heretic and say, you're one of us. And even uh, embracing them when they don't deserve it, when they're when they're actually only acting in, at, in trolling, which is not an intellectual argument about anything. It's just, I will, I will serve as your surrogate to outrage those people. Yeah, trans- either transgressions. I will transgress. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you know, it, the more that you are willing to be someone who does that in a way that's very, very directly, I'm going to call you a Democ, you know, you know, the Democrat party, the Democrat party, then, yeah. then you, you know, you go up a notch here and this is the world that we're in and it's going to increase just today as an example of the trolls versus bouncers kind of a, I, idea. There is record fundraising numbers uh, reported for both the NRA and the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's just like, okay, that's that's Makes where total we're, sense. we're at right now. The NRA, regardless of what you think about it, um, uh, and I don't like the NRA, um, they have embraced culture war as their brand. They are. They want to. Bur- they literally want to get Dana Lash out there uh, to burn the New York Times uh, to make a point right there. So they. It's like we're on this team and we're going to do this to raise money and it's going to be great. The SPLC is literally drawing the boundaries of acceptable discourse yeah. and trying to find people who are otherwise. You know what? They're you know they're conservatives, but they don't want to like burn Jews to the stake and say that they're outside of the bounds of traditional. Though discourse. they did cave on a very important way. They did. Um, so they uh, there were several people, including. Um, ex-Muslims uh, like Ayan Hirsi Ali and Majid Nawaz. Um, this book I read this weekend, actually, yeah. uh, Ayan Hirsi Ali's book. Yeah. He's traumatized. I mean, it really, really fucked me up. I'm like holding my daughter in my hands mm. and I get to this chapter and the, the whole thing is about like female genital mutilation yeah. and I, I turned into a yeah, neocon. I, I don't like I still no, a I still want to stop elite. them. They want to yeah. establish Fisher, I don't know if you're aware of this. They want to establish a caliphate. <laughs> <laughs> and what they want to do is they're after all of your daughter's vaginas. Get Glenn Greenwald they on the phone. To modify their genitalia. Yeah. What they they don't they're not content to live in their horrible lives in their horrible decrepit part of the world they want to export their evil here i know we have to stop i mean it's an we invasion. have to stop a it's, an, it's an invasion oh my, my daughter's vagina is at oh, risk stop it. this stop was a, it. this was not a turn i was expecting i'm sorry but, um it's yes. not a transition but yes. I, but that book it's a, it's you know, ali i don't agree with everything I'm, ali says but she, i mean you know like i also you know, I think what she went through obviously was horrible, and oh, and, yes. and and I'm not talking about Justin. Uh, was it Somalia? 
Uh-huh. Yeah, so well, she, and, and she also, lived in many, many and, failed countries, and also but the, the, the Netherlands when um, Theo Van Gogh was killed, and, yes. and you know she was a member of Parliament who basically had to flee her, you know, the country where she was a citizen it of, kind um, of like threw her out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fucked up. Um, and again, I can I can still admire the journey she's taken and mm-hmm. think she's got valuable things to say while not elevating her to the, the, the status of a deity or a saint, like wow. you know, which which You're is what a lot people. of you know um, is a good amount of that, right? <laughs> Anyway, Ali, Nawaz, um, and quite a few other people who are just not racists or, or, or Nazis uh, were on this list. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually, at the time, I don't remember as, how long. As hate groups. Yeah, yeah hate, group, hate right? groups. Yeah. Uh, and the Southern Poverty Law Center, I like, I just mocked them for this on Twitter. They blocked me. Um, oh, really? They, they, the corporate account or whatever, the official account of the SPLC blocked me. Um, you know what it was? I, I, I made fun of them because they said, report... Um, you know, if, if, if people are being harassed or defamed, or, you know, report, I'm like, well, you guys defamed this person, this person, and this person. I got blocked. Uh, so anyway, that Anthony, list. Anthony Fisher is a hate group. Yeah, yeah. That, that list. I'm, I'm sure, sure, I'm sure I am. Yeah. Uh, that, that list is um, has been removed from the website because they, they've been facing lawsuits. And I guess they just decided let's just let's buckle. Well, they, they, so, they put up a new list, though. Which Sam Harris is like on a, a list of leading figures of the alt-right. Is Sam yeah. Harris on the alt-right list? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's that yeah. organization has totally no, the, disgraced. There's themselves. any first of all, like, again, there's I'm you know, the, the, it's 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 difficult because I've been challenged by the Trump era to like really examine, you know, when actual racist incidents happen in this country mm-hmm. and, you know, critically ex- like, take a deep breath and see if there's a real crisis going on or if it's just scattershot. But whenever I see an article that I I'm kind of interested in, in perusing the facts therein, and I see, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, I got to give it up. So bad. I got to just give. If you cite the Southern Poverty Law Center, pretty much at all, I got to give up on you. The yeah. uh, to to spell it out for people who are skeptical listening to this, like, oh, you know, they just hate the anti-racist group. What's wrong with them? Is it is it because of Camille? Uh, <laughs> no, um, it's actually methodological. Like they will they will take they they uh, started doing this. I think in earnest in the '90s looking at militia groups. Mm-hmm. And so let's say there was a militia group, let's call it the fifth column militia. I'm just, this is a, a theoretical mm-hmm. one. Um, and the it, Brooklyn, and it, Brooklyn liberation army front. And, and it had three, three people in it. Yeah. Um, and maybe there, let's, let's say there were the three people in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, if that militia broke up as like, they fuck you, Camille, <laughs> fuck yeah. you. Like fish, the Beatles. Yeah. Broke up like the Beatles. Don't get me started. I'm yeah. Still. I'm, I'm Lennon for sure. Vladimir yeah. Illich. <laughs> uh, he was the meanest one. <laughs> he was McNasty, come on. Um, but uh, so then uh, if the same three people were now not just in one, but in or now in three, and each one has a membership of exactly one, then there's been a tripling of the size of hate groups. And, and, they, still count, of math and they still count and they still count the original one. So basically, if this group of three that we are right now broke up, yeah. that would mean four hate groups <laughs> exist. <laughs> We're not yeah. making this up. No. Go yeah, look at Reason, Jesse Walker, Southern yeah, Poverty yeah, yeah, Law yeah. Center. Just they, Google they, it. They, they, are, they, they, they exist to you know continue their fundraising apparatus, yeah, and yeah. that's all. And yeah. and they, they have, uh, just to reiterate the well. <laughs> they have totally raised so much money this year because they're seen as the anti-Charlottesville force out there. If you want to do this, yeah. in the same way that like Jill Stein got $5 million in a half a minute by saying she'd challenge Wisconsin or whatever the fuck yeah. she did. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the same. If you tap into that force right now in American politics and you life, can make so much money. you can make so much money. Yeah. And if you don't tap into that force, 
you're not making that money. Yeah, it's, a, it's a phenomenal time for uh, hysterical uh, political activists. They uh, they've never had brighter days, um, which uh, I, I think bodes well for America. It's very good. It's has a bull, a, bull market. Has a Joanne Reed. Um, Confess. Well, I was thinking actually that was a good that was a good transition uh, with uh, Texter. Because we were basically going from Southern Poverty Law Center, and Joy Reid is is a resistance hero. The um, there was a New York Times profile on her. uh, I think a couple of months ago, maybe maybe one month ago, that uh, you know, in in the way that those weekend New York Times uh, profiles are, just pretty much fawning, you know, describing her hard scrabble background and rise from blogger to the griot to. Uh, failed MSNBC show to successful MSNBC show to resistance figure and um, really no bumps in the road at all. Like not never, never getting facts wrong, never, never uh, posting homophobic blog posts, which were discussed, <laughs> which were discussed hard, before hard to do. today. Hard um, to avoid doing that. But but today um, it's become an issue that uh, Joy Reid's old blog called The Reid Report uh, that some homophobic blog posts were preserved in the Wayback Machine, which is an internet archive. Archive.org. Uh, it's a great resource for for finding these little nuggets of the the old web or Web 1.0. Uh, that and um, in this case, uh, Joy Reid released a statement yesterday through her representatives, uh, alleging that the screen grabs of <laughs> the uh, blog posts, which are totally in her style of writing at the time, which was around 2007 to 2009, were fabrications. So mm. she was she was alleging that somebody went hacked into the Wayback Machine, produced fake uh, screen grabs, and then disseminated them. And uh, the, Ru- the, the Russians. The Wayback Machine has <laughs> already pushed back saying, no, not possible. And we have several other days of, of archived um, blog posts. And uh, Glenn Greenwald has an exhaustive uh, uh, breakdown of the content of these posts on, a, on The Intercept right now. Mm-hmm. And so we are apparently, according to Matt, we are awaiting some kind of statement from Joy Reid uh, soon. It's, uh, it's Tuesday night. Can I don't you, know if it's going to happen. But Can you read some of the, um, sure. the Filibuster alleged, I do. alleged homophobic uh, 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 blog posts from 2007, 2009? Yes. I, uh, let, me, let me dig these up here. Because I'm not sure that uh, Camille agrees with you. No, and and I and I do want to know Camille's cultural take on this because I know Camille doesn't belong, take? belong to any culture. His urban take, his urban my, engagement, my urban take. Well, I, urban engagement. Yeah, so. I have a, I have a high uh, cultural IQ uh, when it comes to uh, to understanding three episodes in a row, culture. including one they haven't heard yet. It's a you're cultural like the, IQ. You're going to IQ. Cultural IQ. You just you're now triggering me. <laughs> violence against me. I can't. I can't by help bringing it. up. I'm sorry IQ. that you just so, like so, science. So, SJW. No, no, before before I get into the actual content, I'm actually want to read uh, Joy Reid's statements because she she wrote in December I learned that an unknown external party. <laughs> so so she's well, not even just saying she's not even like positing. She's saying I learned. Mm. She, she's saying I know that an unknown external party. Mm-hmm. Hacked and <laughs> hacked the wayback machine. Wow. Um, Damn Russians are so crafty. Yeah. They won't stop. All right, so here's one. Thank God uh, the DNC has a, a lawsuit. Former NBA uh, star of the Golden State Warriors and Miami Heat, Tim Hardaway, was uh, lambasted for uh, homophobic comments way, way back. Uh, but uh, Joy Reid says, keeping it real, most straight men feel exactly the same way and would have the exact same reaction to the idea of stripping naked in a sweaty locker room in close quarters with a gay teammate. Most straight people cringe at the sight of two ma- two men kissing. Most straight people had a tar- hard time being convinced to watch Brokeback Mountain. 
I admit I couldn't see the movie either, despite my sister's ringing oh. endorsement, because I didn't want to watch the two male characters having sex. Does that make me homophobic? Probably. Can, Probably. That's the one. That's we, one. Should, we should say, like, Tim Hardaway actually said, well, you know, I hate gay people. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I let it be known. <laughs> so but Tim, Tim, Hardaway, Tim Hardaway didn't pull any punches there. But... Hell of a jump shot. No, hell of a crossover. Oh, okay. Dude. And him and Mullen, great, great one too. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. that was the best crossover yeah. that the game had seen up until that point. Yeah, it super hetero. Been, mm -hmm. um, a hetero crossover. But he must he, have had a tough time playing in Oakland. <laughs> but he flipped. That's what's really interesting about this. To, to, to advocate. Seriously, he yeah. became a gay marriage advocate mm -hmm. uh, within like 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Money will do that to you. Uh, money and also... Uh, it, it could be that he found that he found religion. No, no, on this he's issue. he actually totally found religion. Yeah. on this. Like, I, and, it's, and, it's very fascinating. To and watch. interestingly, and well, we'll come to, back to that. You were going to read some more. Yeah, of I, these, can, I can uh, read these some things. more. Give us a little more context, right. and then I'll have I'll have a moment of uh, confession. So uh, there was a, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got cultural confession. So there, a, a marine general uh, at one point, I don't even remember this incident, uh, condemned homosexual acts as immoral. Um, and she wrote, which ones, she wrote, but... some people use the word immoral when they really mean distasteful. I think a lot of heterosexuals, especially men, find the, the idea of homosexual sex to be, well, gross, and they lump it in with immora immorality. And then there are concerns that adult gay men tend to be attracted to very young post-pubescent types, bringing them, quote, into the lifestyle, unquote, in a, in a way that many people consider to be immoral. So now she's talking about the gay predatory thing, you mm -hmm. know, and which Grooming. is, which is, you know, and that's that, like, let's be very real about this. Like, that was a, a big reason why gays could not be teachers. It was always that, you know, gays are so... It's it's not just that they want to have sex with people of the same sex. It's that they are sexual crazy people. They are just consumed by sex in a way that straight people aren't. And, and they, more like yeah. pedophilic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And she's in this in the late two thousands, in the Obama years, or, mm -hmm. or just the, as the Obama years are beginning. She's she's this is where she's at. She also uh, outed Clay Aiken and Anderson Cooper before they outed themselves. What? Yes. Oh, she did that. Well, I mean, she. She she, 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 was, she, she pushing wrote, the narrative. She wrote a, re, a 2006 read report, posted Ooh. a compilation of the top five, quote, totally not gay celebrities of the year, <laughs> including Clay Aiken and Anderson Cooper, who, nice. who, had not, who had not come out themselves yet. For the win. Yeah. Oh. And, and also on this list, should I should I say who else she 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 said Michael Moynihan? She said it. Michael Moynihan. <laughs> Michael Moynihan's one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> All right, so here, here we go. So, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, okay. I just want to make sure I... Tom Cruise. She writes, Oprah and Gail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the guys from Brokeback Mountain. That's what she writes, the guys from Brokeback Mountain. No. I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, it's no. called acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, he's also, Billy Bob Thornton is not <laughs> actually married to Halle Berry. I didn't want to see that movie. just did it in Monsters Ball. Put, but I didn't, I wasn't happy that I saw that movie. In yeah. Brokeback Mountain? Yeah, Brokeback yeah I didn't want to see that movie. I, I saw that movie. Do it's I, it's do a I, chick do, flick with dudes. Who she, wants it? She, uh, she, she hit Rachel Maddow. Um, Rick Warren, remember Rick Warren? Yeah, yeah so Rick Warren's well, I mean, not, not so much of a cultural force as he was in the uh, Bush years when we were debating. Yeah, purpose-driven life. Uh, very successful amendments. Sold a lot of copies. Uh, Warren's views on gays are out of the mainstream. Perhaps Rachel Maddow and those at the leftmost uh, end of the oh. political spectrum wish it were so, but it is not. 
Mm-hmm. So that's actually not untrue. All right. So I see yeah. a lot of nodding and vigorous agreement from Camille Foster over here. <laughs> I can I why, 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 homophobe. Yeah. Why don't you? Um, well, no. Look. I, she, we, 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 she she loved a gay <laughs> joke at Chris Matthews. What? Uh, yes. Uh, who's, he like chases skirts all o- day long. Only only in the in the sense like in the way that say Ann Coulter called John Edwards a faggot. You know, and not not that that she really believes that he's gay, but said that she said that uh, Chris Matthews. Um, Loved Bush in the way that uh, Saudi Prince Abdullah was accused of loving the former president. I guess there was a Saudi, a, a rumored gay Saudi uh, attraction. Was there? I, I, I don't know. It's news, news to me. That might just be. So, uh, love, and, love and so I'll conclude Carolina. with this because I do want to give the floor to Camille. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, uh, the, I'm not begging for it. No, I'm, but I want it. I uh, this, is, this is purely selfish. Uh-huh. Uh, she she wrote that. Um, uh, and this is this is recent. This is in uh, 2017 that uh, Chelsea Manning might have been uh, uh, motivated to have done what she did when she was Bradley Manning and um, released those uh, videos and files to WikiLeaks uh, because of th- the mental illness surrounding her transgender uh, status. What I'm hearing is that uh, Joanne Reed and Gavin McInnes really I have a lot of like comedy in the room. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe Joy was never a guest host on Red Eye. This is do Ebony and Ivory together. <laughs> Oh my. We all know. I'm not going to say. No. I was right. ready to harm do, do the girl. Ready? Do, the, do the girl is mine. <laughs> no. no. You know doggone why? Because the word doggone. No, 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 no. Screw the doggone. That's, that's good. <laughs> Stop it, Matt. Um, no, I was going to say, though, um, look, I, the the oh, black, going there. black evangelical community. Okay. Uh, I have some experience with, with these people. Um, and I, I have the at points in the past been a member of that community and joy, while also joy, coming from a, a Caribbean background. Which Joy is, uh, I believe, of Bar- Barbados, Barbadian oh, descent. I mean, listen, the, yeah. ho- the, West the, Indian, yeah. the, the, the homophobia in the Caribbean is potent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, there's two things that Jamaica is known for, um, Zika and homophobia. That, like, I, I think mean, of a above, above the weed and the reggae no. like, at this point. <laughs> no. yeah. Speaking of which, not. I met Camille's mom this weekend, and she's, as we were talking before the broadcast, she's super homophobic. Clearly <laughs> younger than I am. Really <laughs> she's not. Disturbing. She's on, actually on not. Level. Good uh, genes. No, wonderful, wonderful woman. And um, and we were talking about, uh, I obviously try to shoehorn things in a Bob Marley direction, and Camille <laughs> no, just you like, didn't. You did <laughs> no, not. There, was, there was a reason. There was a reason. There was, someone yeah. was talking about Cornerstone. At, at least say Jimmy Cliff. Like, like you know, yeah, don't, no, don't I, go so I gave obvious. you guys, I gave you guys some Aki, Aki and Saltfish and um, yeah, some dumpling that my mother had made, and I forced super, you to, to eat it. Whatever, whatever That's works. why. Super yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I brought up a Bob Marley song in, in some context, yeah. and like Camille's like, you know what, she likes Engelbert. Yeah, my family, <laughs> my family was a little different. My mom like listened so, to Tom Jones, Lawrence Engelbert, Milk. Humperdinck, yeah. and uh, Andy Williams, wow. and that is what Your I, mom was from Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> we bonded over Tom Jones. Yeah. yeah. I like Tom Jones. So it wasn't wasn't a lot of reggae, but 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 in in all sincerity, there's a great deal of homophobia in those communities, and it is still the case that in like the Black Evangelical Church, the, the teaching of the church, the church broadly speaking, in general, is that homo- homosexuality is a sin, and I was brought up mm-hmm. in that sort of environment. I grew up in a Jamaican household, and the the phrase like batiboy. It, it is an insult that you throw around like pretty casually, and you don't even think about it. And I'm can you remembering try to, uh, to, uh, to like translate you want me to say that it better, Batiboy? No, no, it's great, I'm but sorry. like translate <laughs> like the feeling of what that might be in English. 
Oh, what? Bati boy. Um, like, you can't understand what I'm saying? It's someone who's interested in a boy who's interested in butts. Bati. The patois was a little yeah, tough. Sorry. Bati. Bati boy. Bati boy. Yeah, I'm sorry. All I got is carried away. All I got is Bumblecloth. He's getting excited. He's in character. Bumblecloth. He's smiling. He's gonna. What? What am I going with? He's gonna go hate crime. Morning. Crazy. Rascal. Bumblecloth. I'm gonna. I'm gonna edit that out. We're gonna. We're gonna. Like. Like. I knew you could do. I knew you could do. Chad's happy. Wow. Yeah. We need to do a Peter Tosh day in here. Start doing that. Chad's got the like maga hat like. Right around his ears right now. I started right. doing some bunch of Um But no, I, I was having, um, I was actually having um, uh, uh, dinner with um, uh, Andrew Sullivan like some weeks back, and That's we're totally talking. Homophobic, what you just said, but go <laughs> yeah, we're talking, and we're in, uh, we're in this bar, and at some point, you know, we're just talking about like the the work that Andrew has done because I mean, the dude is he's like a pioneer. Like he was an out gay man who was a conservative who was breaking down a lot of walls and having conversations with people in public about these issues. And in, in as much as like Will and Grace did their thing on television in politics, in American politics, like Andrew was the guy. I think it's totally fair. Who, who did. I mean, he's, he, he can be confounding with his many, you know, ping ponging uh -huh. uh, allegiances. But uh -huh. yes, he absolutely was an avowed um, Catholic, HIV positive, mm -hmm. openly homosexual, advocating for gay marriage. While editing, while editing the New Republic when yeah. it was still a respectable, you know, liberal. And he was like 28 years old. Yeah. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm talking <laughs> to him and I and I found myself um, just saying this without having thought about it. And this is probably the, the third time I've I've said this, almost the second time today. Um, but, you know, I'm remembering being a, a college student. And at the time there was no Facebook or Twitter. So I wouldn't have wrote those things there. But holding like a lot of the views that I was like brought up in and the the fact that I've had like retrograde views about homosexuality, like in my not so adult, but post 18 year old lifetime. Um, and the fact that I've had to like actually purge myself of those things and learn a different way is something that like I really it was only as I was sitting there with Andrew that I'd really thought about hmm. like what what that means and how like how strange that is to be able to make that transition to the point where like when I see like I actually this happened like just the other day in Brooklyn, like I saw like two guys like holding hands and I caught myself like just sort of smiling at them like because like they're they're in love so you're and they're like level. happy. Yeah. They're happy. Like, and they're happy the way, like, you know, sometimes you'll see a, a couple and it's PDA and it's just, it's just gross because you're not having a great day. Your <laughs> wife is mad at you for something. But in general, something. like yeah. you see other people happy and that, that shit is contagious. Yeah. And it's so, the, the thing about homophobia that's so bizarre is in as, in as much as you're not interested in having someone have sex with you in that particular way, unless they're inviting you over, it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. And that's that's it. Full yeah. stop. That's why um, you had to invent. I don't know these. if any of that is useful to anyone it's else. Totally, and you but, shouldn't ever clear your throat or yeah. post clear yeah, your throat. Great. But um, that is the um, um, 
Never mind. Good. All right. I, I do. I do got a, a, a point here that um, uh, first off, a quick correction. Uh, Joy Reid's mother is from British Guiana, not Barbados. Okay. Um, and a huge and yeah, this is just my job. But also, let's recall that at the time, uh -huh. 2007, all right, still the Bush era, mm -hmm. gay marriage, not not possible, not even not a legislative possibility, mm -hmm. and gays still banned from the military. Yeah. So really, like, a lifetime ago, you know, these are, these are things, I remember when uh, gays in the military happened, and God help us all, yes, yeah. thanks to Joe Lieberman, you know, he was the one that, you know, tipped the scales, and, you know. And gay marriage is thanks, again, God help us all, in some ways, to Joe Biden, he was the yep. one who floated that, like, yep. in, like, 2013. Acc accidentally floated it on Meet the Press. So here's the, here's the question that I have. So that's when, 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 but that was, the point is that's when oh. Joy wrote these blog posts right. so, during that. So related, so related questions, so for me, like, I had, like, some retrograde views and have definitely said some awful things in my lifetime. I don't, I've never had a, a public moment where I've apologized for said things and said, I disavow all of my previously held retrograde beliefs. So let's Joy do it now. Let's Joy do didn't, it now. I will yeah. not. Um, Joy. <laughs> well, did you put these things Joy, in print? I didn't, but yeah. this is, but this is what I'm saying. Like Joy put them on the internet, yeah. but she took them off. Um, and the question is, you know, does she sort of secretly hold these views and quietly hate Rachel Maddow and the way that she yeah, might be having a relationship with someone. Yeah, of course not. Or, yeah. or is Joy like a different and better person now? In which case, like the, the project of mining people's history mm -hmm. and shaming them with it and trying to destroy them with it. And this is done by both the left and the right. Sure. And I have no idea who is undertaking this project against Joy Reid. And I'm not a fan of hers at all. Um, but there is something distasteful about that. I think we want people to abandon their amazingly bad ideas and embrace new ideas. Um, and it's, I mean, it would be ridiculous and hypocritical for me to suggest that once you've held a particular category of bad idea, you can't be a good person. Mm -hmm. um, most of my friends disagree with me fundamentally on a lot of stuff that I think are moral questions. Mostly because you're wrong. But... Um, well, no, no. Mostly I'm right and they're monsters, <laughs> but I love them anyways. Um, so at, at some point, I mean, forgiveness is a thing and the notion that we like grow and evolve is a thing. And I haven't heard joy like suggest that she doesn't like gay people on television. I haven't heard her suggest that um, in the context of her television show. I suppose it is different when you put it in print someplace, but she did remove it. Well, what about the, the tweets? Internet. What about the Bradley Manning, uh, Chelsea Manning tweets? The, yeah. uh, look what I just did. Um, but you know, I, I, I agree with you and, in, and general, I mean, in general. But The, like, the but, issue with the Chelsea yeah. Manning tweet, regardless of what Chelsea Manning is dealing with is, I don't I don't know that it's particularly useful to speculate about Chelsea's other motivations yeah. for leaking this material. Um, the material that was leaked, some of it was like really important and relevant for Americans to get a look at, like the collateral murder video, Absolutely. Yeah, which at the end of the day, the reason the government wanted that kept secret was because it was embarrassing, not because it was it was critical to national security. I suppose it's critical in the sense that people get mad when they discover that you're not just killing quote unquote terrorists, slaughtering the people who come to help them afterwards. And the cameraman. And, I mean, <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, I, I, I feel like real quick, I feel like the collateral murder video, I, I, I have no way of quantifying this, but uh -huh. I do, I feel like, um, I think that might have been a greater sea change in public opinion than totally. even uh, Abu Ghraib. 
I think totally. Abu Ghraib was an embarrassment. But I do think that when Collateral Murder came out, it was a couple of years later, the, the Iraq fatigue was much deeper than it was when mm. Abu Ghraib came out in 2004. Uh, and I do, and I think that was when people were just like, all right, enough of this. I get this is I just I, this this is not defensible anymore. Let's get out. And mm -hmm. that's I, I could go on longer with that. And and uh, I, but, I think but, you're but, probably yeah. right. There's there's I think uh, people, uh, people still make jokes about uh, like prison rape and stuff. Sure, like, it's, yeah, no, it's I mean, one of those things where prison rape joke the other day. People are people time. are willing to tolerate that in a way. Like those are bad people and bad things are happening to them. Well, you know, it, you shouldn't do that. I'm thinking about this. Abu Ghraib came out. Bush got reelected, so uh -huh. it really wasn't that much. You know, it didn't it didn't shift the scales that much. Yeah, well, that's because conservatives are monsters, and yes. that's a little sarcasm. Importantly, Obama ran against the the type of regime that would both do that and suppress it. And then one of the first and important acts that he did to not be the most transparent president in the history of <laughs> mankind was that he, he flipped. He yeah. just reversed. He himself. said, "No, we're never going to go back and look at. We're that. actually not going to look at the next tranche of tranche of uh, photos that come from that." Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, point uh, to be made about um but he did close gitmo about always always be grateful to him for that too soon <laughs> <laughs> about weirdos and and bradley chelsea manning is a fucking weirdo yes. a little I mean, strange seriously like i mean we, we uh, got uh, this Twitter hashtag account. we got this yeah. Yeah. holy crap um uh, looks like Beck now. Um, <laughs> she, had, she, she, she attended that alt-light uh, party where it's not still not clear whether she was there in support or irony. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 you know she's controlling somebody. There's a great moment in the movie I, version. I respond with a mat to that. I know of, you like uh, those kinds of things. I'm, 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 I, me too. Um, hashtag. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a great uh, moment in the movie uh, version of Moneyball. I think it was in the there movie is a great moment. No, I'm sorry. There is. There's I like that. Pretty good movie. Where the concept of of the first person who goes through a door, the person who like bends their shoulder to go through the door, is going to be a weird person. Mm. It's going to be someone who's either like a complete ideologue for some reason. In this case, it's Billy Bean. He's just he's he's like a kind of a raging asshole. Yeah, throwing chairs. Throwing chairs. He's got anger issues. He's got his own issues about um, his own failed career, even though he's a, a great athlete. He should have been better than he was. And so he went in this other kind of direction. But you can look at this in the political sphere as well. You can look at this through whistleblower spheres as well. The first Whistleblower. I mean, the, the great uh, documentaries that have come out in the last few years about Daniel Ellsberg. He was weird, man. Sure. I mean, he was going through some stuff yeah. when all that kind of, of thing happened. So, yeah, uh, Bradley Chelsea Manning was going through some stuff. That's not surprising. It's not like the cause of it. It's not like some kind of like a uh, hot core of mental illness yeah. that caused an aberration that shouldn't have happened to happen? No, actually, like uh, what's her what's her name? Rosie uh, McGowan in the Me Too movie. Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Rose McGowan. Mm -hmm. um, she, I, you know, doesn't come across as a particularly like sane and stable person, but it kind of takes that sometimes at the beginning because those people are more willing to take chances and to say screw it because they've said screw it on other types of things or the 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 process itself has seared them ron paul is an example of this ron paul is a weird dude man he's super weird it's very weird um and has made some mistakes in his weirdness uh, over the years uh, to say the least but also, it takes someone who's a little bit off kilter just to say no every single yeah. fucking time. I, and I think what, with Joy, with the you know, with the reason we got on this with Chelsea Manning, was that Joy's uh, tweets, you know, opining about the transgender issue, mm -hmm. uh, were recent. They mm -hmm. were not part of the blog post. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly think that I, I'm not here to police problematic speech or whatever her intentions there are. 
I think that her, she was motivated by what she was always motivated by, which was defending Obama sure. and Team Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, like years ago, she was tweeting stuff about when people were complaining or, or trying to, you know, apparently Chelsea Manning was held in horrible conditions for a very long time, mm-hmm. you know, and in conditions akin to torture, solitary confinement and freezing uh, temperatures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and Joy, Joy Reid would tweet things, uh, paraphrasing, like, Prison's not supposed to be fun, babe. You know, stuff like really? that. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. I mean, Greenwald That's... was all over this stuff years ago. That so that cool. that is what I think is motivating her more than anything, is that Chelsea Manning uh, made things look bad for, for Team Blue. Yeah, there are plenty of partisans on both sides in the in the media who are perfectly willing to to swap any moral position or axiom that they hold to get rid of those things, to jettison them when they become problematic for the leader in power who they are completely and fully devoted to, that person, that cult of personality, um, which is why it, the the whole um, like sort of Trump, the Trump fascist, oh my God, watch out um, stuff has always been uh, terribly frustrating to me because it, it fails to acknowledge the fact that the that characteristic has always existed in our politics. Do we want to pivot to Pompeo Rand? Sure, whatever. Toronto inter- Intercell. I don't know what's going We'll on. cut all this right now. This is an edit note. Uh, I, I'm not going to cut anything. I had mentioned uh, Ron like three minutes ago. All right, so, so, so uh, I can pick it up and say, <coughs> you know, bring it there. Really not going to edit any of this. All right, I, then this is this is going to be great for all of you to see how the, <laughs> see how the, uh, the, the sausage is made. Yeah. So, Mostly um, fucking Camille. <laughs> you mentioned Ron Paul and didn't mention the newsletters, so let's get into <laughs> Rand Paul. Um, uh, we don't need to talk uh, about those uh, damn newsletters yeah, anymore. Nobody wants to hear about We know who wrote us. Yes. Um, so Rand Paul. Um, Did you just do Foghorn Leghorn it, on the newsletters? It, I was trying to do Bernie Sanders, but uh, oh, you know, that was... I want to talk about your damn emails. Your damn Emails. Oh, damn emails. See, that's the thing. Is with, with, I've, I've got to get better at committing to the impression when I'm on mic. I really, yeah. that, that's that's one thing. I can that, tell I, that I, you're a little you're a little unsure of yourself. What, well, when throwing voices, I mean, that's a, that is just, that, that is a risk. You know, no, just you know. feel be secure in your own skin. No, we I mean, believe in you. This I, is a safe space. I, for I, sure. I, I, it's just I, us. I actually, no one else is going to hear. I, I, yeah, no, none, none of you is going to wait. So anyway, uh, Rand Paul. <laughs> Rand Paul uh, did what he generally does, which oh. is make a big show out of uh, having principles mm. and then caving at the most <laughs> politically expedient time to keep his standing within the Republican Party. Which Donald Trump totally called. So we, I believe it. I believe Mike, it ran. Mike, Mike, Rand never lets me down. Yeah. Oh my He'll God. do the right he thing. did that. Totally and fall in line and do what I say. So Mike Pompeo is almost certainly going to be the next Secretary of State and this would seem to be the type of person that Rand Paul could at least, you know, do a 25-hour filibuster over, you know, before eventually acquiescing. So why am I wrong? Um, Matt. I don't think that you're necessarily wrong, Anthony. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Except about your lack of commitment to uh, vocal impersonations, (laughs) which is a problem. I I, I do. I I, take some self-criticism prostrating myself on that. Uh, no, I, everyone uh, hates Rand uh, Paul for doing this, and I get it. Like uh, the 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 Twitterer known as comfortably smug, who's a really funny conservative uh, follow. Um, there was a, an exchange that he had like four or five days ago with Doug Stafford, who's Rand Paul's like muscle guy on uh, on Capitol Hill, um, uh, in which uh, Stafford's like, "Oh, you know, we're just out here blocking you neocon people." And he's like, "No, he's not going to block anybody. He's going to hold his breath for about ten 
maybe 15 seconds <laughs> and then he's going to cave like he always does and he just totally did it exactly <laughs> like that so that's that's his uh background uh thing for sure um that said um do you want Rand Paul to be in the senate in the game uh having the ability to influence president donald trump or not and i don't want you to actually answer that question um <laughs> i bet you don't <laughs> because i want to keep talking but like a uh, uh, part of this is that uh i was uh, i went on kennedy uh, last night we're taping this on tuesday it'll be released i think probably in november <laughs> tonight tonight i'm telling I'm savage burn uh, please please be ready <laughs> shad I, i'm not editing uh, anything just polish this yeah, bastard up yeah, we're gonna that, upload like, this bastard dead, like two or three minutes right now yeah. um, we have to take out the the part where i said <laughs> no, no, that's actually actually Chad, that's the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh it's the cold my open. god. So uh, Till I am led to rest. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Always be depressed. There's no living in the West. Uh, I know the East is the best. All the propaganda them spread. Tongues will have to confess. Oh, I'm in bondage. Living is a mess. And I've got to rise up, alleviate the stress. No longer will I expose my weakness. You who seek knowledge, begin with humbleness. Don't, don't. <laughs> Upload that anywhere. Anthony Fisher. Words what would you say, but let me still penniless. I'll lift food up on me table, master, God bless. I'll lift the needy and shelterless. Ethiopia, I wait all prince and princess. Oh my God. So, I, you know, I actually like this show. I now. I'm we a fan of the show. The snake, what person, the snake person has revealed itself. <laughs> this is the real Camille. What were we doing before? I don't know what we're talking about. I uh, went on uh, a little bit of Bujabantan till Shiloh. Oh, very good shit. album. I um, was preparing for uh, a media appearance on uh, Kennedy last night, which was derailed by the uh, Toronto massacre. Mm. So you, Armenian, Canadian. I'm sorry you off. were so inconvenienced. Yeah. Man. Uh, thank you for keeping it. Camille. <laughs> 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 a little independent In throwback. Joke. <laughs> yeah. In joke. Um, oh, no, we were supposed to talk about this. Uh -huh. And uh, and they sent out the, hey, we're talking about this email at three o'clock. And they didn't know yet what the Senate Foreign Relations Committee vote would be, which has to be the precursor of the full Senate floor vote. And looking around enough at these things, um, I said at the time, he's obviously Mike Pompeo is obviously going to be confirmed as the next secretary of state because Democrats have been caving all day. Heidi Heitkamp and a bunch of other people have said, well, you know what? He's important for the North Korea talks or whatever. And he's done this and that. That's enough that we're going to vote for him. So there was no way. Fisher is just like, like, like <laughs> <laughs> taking nose breath over here. There is no way that he was not going to get confirmed. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. So um, the reason why I started the thing with the exercise of do you want Rand Paul to have influence over Donald Trump or not? And influence, it, it should be air quoted at this point, because mm -hmm. like, what has the influence been? Yeah. He, Jeff Sessions totally isn't the attorney general right now. He totally <laughs> is. He totally is. And that, I think, was was vis-a-vis -vis Donald Trump. Uh, it was by far Rand Paul's worst mistake. Mm -hmm. um, he got some things in there with healthcare. He got some things signed. He blocked a couple of things um, that are important. Um, he, at this point, claims that he extracted some promises from Mike Pompeo that um, he uh, agrees with instead of disagreeing with Donald Trump's 
you know, good anti-interventionist kind of campaign things, I wouldn't, you know, uh, cash that bet at any point soon <laughs> at all. I think what Rand Paul did is that he got himself so that he can still play golf with Donald Trump and still maybe have some marginal influence over them. What he, what he does in the process is that he reminds everybody how he's not Ron Paul. Ron Paul could be Dr. No. But here's an important thing to think about in all that stuff. You can't be or it's really hard to be. Let's say you, there's no can't, um, but it's hard to be Dr. No in the Senate. Mm -hmm. The Senate, especially when it's close, it's 5248 now, it's close to 5149, depending on how you look at it. Um, so you can't just sit around and say, no, 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 no. He said no more than any other uh, Republican senator, as far as I know, like more than Jeff Flake has said no, more than Bob Corker and a lot of other people who've, who have announced their retirements and so therefore should theoretically no longer give a shit. Rand Paul has still said no more times. Yes, it has been theatrical. I'm holding my breath. Did you notice that my cheeks are purple <laughs> before <laughs> I do my eventual cave that you all predicted? And in the process, almost nobody ha has the same sense of respect for him that they once did, uh, you know, whatever time frame ago. However, Pompeo was going to get confirmed regardless. Even if the Senate Foreign Relations Committee had come out with like, we can't recommend him, he would still have gotten confirmed. Mm -hmm. So it didn't depend on him. He greased the skids. It's over because of him, for sure. But it was over prior to that because of Democrats peeling. And so if you are thinking from the position of, hey, do I want him to have skin in the game or to be just full Jeff Flake and he's going to be piecing out and like throwing barbs and then leaving? Mm -hmm. um, I want Rand Paul to have some marginal influence on Donald Trump. So I'm not as mad as every single other libertarian I've ever met in <laughs> my entire life at him for this thing. Unlike the Jeff Sessions, to be clear. I mean, I just, I just wait, like, well, one, you know, like Bernie Sanders obviously caucuses with the Democrats, uh, but he's still nominally an independent and he's a thorn in their sides. And he actually does get them to at least address issues that they would rather ignore on the far left, on the socialist left. And like Rand Paul. Everyone gets an automatic government job. Yeah, oh, we're going to get there. Right? And so, <laughs> so Rand, but Rand Paul. I, I like. I remember he tweeted uh, a picture of him with Thomas Massey and Justin Amash right after Trump got elected, saying, "We're getting the band back together, Team Liberty." And I feel like he was much more forceful under Obama when mm -hmm. he was in the Senate. He sure. was, he would make much more even in failed uh, endeavors, endeavors he knew would fail. He would still be willing to get up there and just say, "I'm gonna. It's all coming down with me. You're gonna yeah, have to drag me out of this session." You know, ground shifting. So. Do I is it, is it better that Rand Paul is playing golf and and will have the support of the RNC when he goes run, runs for re-election? Maybe, but uh, he's so ceremonial at this point. I just don't feel like I need to get my hopes up about any of his stuff ever again. I'm glad I I liked the the Rand Paul that said get a warrant at the Republican debates. You know, like that was that's that's a guy that and also the Republican conventions, both in uh, 2012 and 2016. I think he at least 2012. I remember him. He was at the 2016 convention. I don't remember him being there. I don't remember that either. I yeah. remember specifically 2012. Yeah. He gave a really great mm -hmm. rip roaring uh, speech about 
if he didn't say get a warrant, he said things yeah. that are similar to that. I'm, I prefer him to be in the game than out of the game. But at this point, do I have any hope? But you him? prefer him in opposition is what you're saying. I'd like him to actually do something where he risks getting a nosebleed, you yeah. know, uh, and, and, and well, at this point, it, it's not nosebleed yeah. time. It's it's all or nothing. Time. Yeah, I mean, like, and this you, is an important oppose, one. This was a close, this it, was, this was a close vote. It? That's the question. I, I mean, I think it is for Rand. Like, I don't know that Rand is like safe if he opposes he Donald won. Trump. He beat. I mean, he but won I'm, re-election but he's in not 2016. Making trouble for Donald Trump. He's one of Donald Tr- Donald Trump's very good friends. He's he's my reliable he's my reliable lapdog. I can always count on Rand Paul to do exactly what I want. Love Donald Trump. Well, he might. That's what he said. Well, we'll see what he does with Gina Haspel uh, for uh, um, CIA. But I, I think he's going to fold. I think he wouldn't. You don't think, think so? No, I think I think that in his rationale, uh, he will trade one for the other. Well, he'll only fold. He'll no. Only he. Fold I mean, that's the way he he looked at sessions. I've talked to him about this, and he's mm. very prickly and in every sense of that word. It's different with like the um, Secretary of State. Yeah. No, he's like I will trade sessions. He didn't say this directly, but their mindset was. I want to be able to have influence to make sure that John Bolton isn't uh, the Secretary of State or some other confirmable position. And he's been the one kind of like uh, uh, saying that. So Mm. Gina Haspel, who's a torturer Uh um, uh, or someone who's an enthusiast, at least of the torture regime, Mm -hmm. um, that's the ultimate test. If if, 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 if he's effective, because the thing is like Secretary of State, everything the Secretary of State does is done in public. Mm -hmm. Everything the CIA director does is done in secret. So I, I, I really don't when you, want you know, Gina secret, has, secret meetings with the uh, with the uh, North Koreans. Well, before until they become like, touche, uh, but yeah. but until the, they become the, politically yeah. useful. We, we don't know CIA directors' policies yeah. till they're after till they're gone. Sure, right? till till the new administration is in power. Yeah, yeah. Until right? they're all on fucking Bill Maher, <laughs> which I will be too soon. By the way, May fourth, oh, May, May the fourth, May fourth, May fourth. Look um, out for the boy. But no, they're all these fucking deep state douchebags all have books coming out mm. i mean james comey uh lapped michael wolf in the in the uh in the book selling oh, right? did he? Uh, yes he did and also hillary huh. clinton oh, which is good but i wouldn't have expected michael wolf um fucking michael hayden has a book coming out i'm mm. gonna be on with him on no, the Bill Maher show yeah so like Whoa. get him on the show feed me some stuff i'm gonna try <laughs> that's some breaking uh, news here see Meek, right? Mi- Meek Mill, uh, released uh, from prison did, 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 and rung the bell if at I may, the Philadelphia 76ers game tonight. He rung the bell? Rung the bell. I was, at the, I was at the 76ers game a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting right behind uh, friggin' M. Night Shyamalan. Shem- is it Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. He's a Philadelphia guy. Shyamalan. His, Why were you there? Uh, Why was that? I mean, LeBron oh. was there. I went to see the game. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the 76ers game. <laughs> I was sitting behind M. Night. Got on the shuttle. He's like, what up, M. Night? I didn't. I didn't really. Do no, that's that. fantastic. I know Meek Mill got out, but that's great yeah. that he. Uh, yeah, that they he, they, that he, he, they had him right come out back. and yeah. like ring the bell. Yeah. Unlike Wesley Snipes, like we, I don't feel like he's been embraced. Uh, no, is is Wesley Snipes from Philly? No, but no, like just like the, in general, he's the speaking. imprisonment oh. thing. Um, oh. But Wesley's got a very a pretty pretty witty um, Twitter account. He actually oh, sassed. Right? He, sa- right? he sa- at one point he I I can't remember the exact quote, so I'm not going to try to butcher it. But he sassed Ben Dreyfus actually pretty good oh. at one time. So yeah. good. S- search that up. Ding ding ding. <laughs> genuinely genuinely pleased that Meek Mill is out though. He, yes. he went he went to jail um, on on some bogus nonsense uh, parole violation where they did not. I mean, even the the prosecutor said yeah let's let's not do this and the judge uh on some very petty nonsense uh threw the book at him and put him behind bars but he's out and i don't know anything more about it except 
um, that he uh, he rung the bell at the game in the uh, Miami Heat are currently up 40 of 36, but the uh, the process seems to be working in Philadelphia. And that is all the sports chat that you're going to get from the sports that'll guys. Be, that'll be a relevant uh, update. Yeah, for this it won't thing. be. Yeah, <laughs> it won't be. I know. Yes. But that's just to tell you Why, that when the Houston Rockets when the Houston the Rockets are parading, <laughs> this 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 thing will, uh, will will be airing. So if if I if I may, I think we've uh, we've we've rung Rand's curly hair. We, uh, we have to about uh, as much as we can. Yeah. Um, do we want to hit uh, Macron, Toronto, Starbucks? Maybe, it's Seventy-five minutes right now. Maybe maybe we talk listeners, about listeners. Ma- tell us right now. Yeah, yeah. the Macron oh, sh- stuff. Sh- sh- let's listen to them. Yeah, they can't. They can't actually. <laughs> but I, I'm saying we, we actually are all intercells. Let's just talk about Macron <laughs> stuff quickly. <laughs> sh- I think they're the same Macron. I just wanna. I just wanna be able to reference the fact that someone said that his wife looks like Falcor from the Neverending Story. What the living fuck are you talking that about? That dog. The dog on the Neverending Story. The Falcor dog. His wife really does look like her. So we just had an ESP ESP uh, session here, and uh-huh. we, what we've heard <laughs> is that you want us to talk about. Macron. The French yeah, official. Because we know that you have particular insight into the French mindset and can help us understand How could you, you the say love the, affair. The French connection. When you have an opportunity to say the French connection, you it's have true. to use Yeah, it, you're right. right. I, I made a <laughs> My wife's <laughs> business is called the French is called French Connection Research. <laughs> is it really? She's the most loyal yeah, listener here. I'm sorry. French Connection of Research. Of all the wives? For all the of most you. loyal wife. Are you wondering listener. if your loved one is cheating on you? That's not. <laughs> just <laughs> focusing on. Do you have someone you need killed what immediately. Again. Matt Welch's wife can help. Again. She has again, inappropriate. firearms. She's fully licensed and she is a master of Taekwondo or whatever the not bullshit right. martial Let's, art is. Right. Sorry. Taekwondo is not bullshit. It's Anthony Fisher is take my dough. <laughs> is it? That's what that shit is, man. That is take my dough. I say this as a two daughter Taekwondo <laughs> parents. <laughs> All right. And I love them and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. All karate is fake. It's Anthony not karate. Fisher. I know you karate. Karate. They don't all look the same, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, they what do. What about Muay Thai? Is that, uh, is that real? All fake. Fake. I don't know what a Muay Thai is. All right. Okay, so. All right, let's get through this. Mike, <laughs> get through this. No, karate this is. No, I just, I meant. This, this is very is important. This is critical. Very important. Yeah. So, how did, how did this happen, Matt Welch? What is going on? The last I heard, this Macron character. Macaroon was having <laughs> so racist. Was having horrible, Weird. horrible public altercations with Donald Trump. They no, were they had handshake. A, game. They had a vigorous elbow distending yeah. handshake when the they first international met. incident. It was, and uh, Macron was very, very proud of it. Uh, like he's like, yeah, I must, I must show that uh, we can. I, I, I'm, I'm a partner, not a surrogate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, he didn't say any of those words. But yeah, and now they're kissing bad, on TV. Uh, for the, it's, did you see? It was a Love bad wins. like bro hug, like yeah. kiss, air kiss. They had no idea what. I want to do that from now on with all my bros, including nope. you guys. <laughs> I mean, just maybe Camille, not Anthony. But, <laughs> but like, it was it was like you, a you want to hug the more homophobic one. <laughs> yeah, it was a clasp, and then like an awkward, and then like come in close, and then like I'm not sure, and then like it was phenomenal. Every single bit of video. Photo in particular, um, GIF, that's how we pronounce it, um, from this visit has been phenomenal. Oh, it really has. It yeah. is, this is, this is surrealist the, art. This it's, is the best visuals we've ever yeah. seen. The digging of the 
tree, the elk. It was elk. Oh, those are great. Elk yeah, tree, the digging of the tree an, thing. An elm tree, an I, oak tree. I, 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 couldn't, I tree. did not believe that that image was real. I didn't believe I, it either. Until I searched it like 20 times. Yeah, I was it, totally it, convinced it, it, it was Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. It was so great. Yeah. Melania is, Melania like is the cross. best first lady in the history <laughs> of the United States. She is our first lady. She doesn't take a bad picture. She's my first lady. She's absolutely my only first lady from here on out. Dude, honestly. It's going to be like 2075. Absolutely. So this podcast will be coming out. <laughs> Finally, and like Melania is still going to be my first lady. Totally, Abs- I am with you. If you want to be president of the United States, yeah. your wife has to be Melania Trump. Like we just have to do that. <laughs> so Donald Trump gets like divorced, transfer. and you just have to so take Bernie? Melania. Melania stays. She's part. Of, <laughs> she's part of the infrastructure. She, she, she's first lady deep state. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's a little too close to Deep Throat. I don't like the way you're talking no, about the first lady. No, it wasn't. It was That was, that was respect the first lady. That was gold, Camille. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, uh, I commend everyone if they haven't seen all the wonderful photos. So the, many the, photos. The, 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 the digging of the tree. But there's one in particular of uh, the French first lady whose name I forget, and I'm sorry. Falcor. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not going to... Dignify that. Um, but she, during the digging uh, ceremony, Bridget. she she goes, Bridget? Brigitte. Brigitte. Uh, Brigitte Falcor. Who uh, obviously was uh, <laughs> Macon's like high school teacher. <laughs> I mean, but really, this is great. She's 65. She's 65. He's 40. He's, he's 40. Um, uh, she looks great. Uh, the, the competitive dress wearing, the competitive first ladiness is off the charts. There's no competition. There's always competition. I'm just saying that, that I mean, it's a I competition it. she lost totally <laughs> to our first lady. So she's going out there. She's got her mm-hmm. hands mm-hmm. on Trump's shovel. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making it up. Yeah, it's, 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 I am not making it up. Go look at it. She's got her hands on Trump's <laughs> shovel. The looks on everybody's face. It's it, These are the best photographs you've ever seen in your life. It's in, the only thing that I had I, said on, on, uh, on Twitter earlier. You're like there can't be a better photograph uh, than these uh, these uh, shovel photos and yeah. someone uh, during the Trump presidency and they brought up like you forgot about the orb and we did forget about the orb when all the, the people, Saudis the, the Saudi orb yeah, yeah, situation yeah, yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was uh, special but no it's it's very interesting and also him in the truck like doing the uh, the, the, the truck pulling, <laughs> I, driving the truck I still believe that's fake yeah, because no, it's totally it, real. It, it can't possibly be true yeah um, no what's what's interesting if we're we're going to pretend that the politics stuff is interesting here or the policy stuff is interesting here is that Macron who is the he's the anti-Trump of France he fought Le Pen mm-hmm. and the the Trump people loved Le Pen. Steve Bannon loves, he like, was just out there like two, three months ago talking like you people, the populists, the horrifying populists of the future. He said, wear the racist label. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ma- Macron only exists. He doesn't have a party really. Or, like he invented a political party. The party was anti those people. That's uh, basically it. Um, but he has learned how to game Donald Trump. A friend of ours who's a uh, uh, French uh, in Washington says that uh Macron has learned uh, how to deal with Trump, which is call him during executive time. Brilliant. <laughs> Seriously, call him in the morning. It's I, it's afternoon there. I wonder mm-hmm. if Macron's watching Fox and Friends and just saying, like, <laughs> you know what? It, look at those legs. It's you know? basically that. And like call, <laughs> call him bullshit with yeah. him yeah. like uh, on the cell phone. Yeah. Obviously not on, yeah. the, on the actual phone. So like he, he can do this. Um, 
do some like fluffing, like, hey, I I see that uh, you know you're you're up in the Rasmussen poll, <laughs> <laughs> but then try to use that. And this is this this is kind of interesting for for Camille Tastic uh, kind of uh, foreign policy views. You recall that Macron, like two weeks ago, I think, uh-huh. was saying like, hey, I convinced Trump to keep two thousand at least whatever the number is of American mm-hmm. troops in Syria. Yeah, yeah um, thanks, um, thanks for that. But also Macron was going to be the guy who um, is trying to keep Trump into the Iran nuclear deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's doing this not from the position of, oh, you know, you should be kind to our Muslims. That's not the French position. No, it's it's hawkish. It's a hawkish pragmatic pragmatic position um, saying of like, no, this is our only way to keep these sons of bitches in in step. Mm -hmm. So if – Trump reverses himself on this. That's a huge if, and I and I have a hard time believing that it will be true because including today, which again for you listeners in 2075, um, today is like in what uh, April. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, so this is when Macron was was visiting. Um, Trump <laughs> said that the Iran nuclear deal was horrible and it's one of the worst things and etc. Mm-hmm. So obviously it didn't stick on a on a on a day uh, basis. Uh, here, but if Trump des- decides to reverse himself on this, as he expressed at least some regret with uh, exiting the the TPP, with exiting the Paris climate uh, deal, it will be because of Macron and mm-hmm. because of him learning how to call Trump during executive time. I think Macron's done something totally unexpected. You know, because I mean, if you think about during the Bush years, uh, France was the ultimate thorn in the side of the Bush administration, and that was a conservative government, relatively Jacques Chirac's government, yeah. um, and. Um, at the time, you had a Labour Party prime minister in uh, Britain who was Bush's best friend. and um, Lapdog, you mean? Come yes, on. true. And and it was right before Merkel. Was it um, – I forgot the, the – Somebody named Schrader, Halleck probably. Uh, um, Gerard. Schrader, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, um, so – the the uh, France and Germany were just not part of the uh, diplomatic uh, alliance with the United States, and right now, you know, Merkel's fairly right of center. You got a conserv- you got a Tory prime minister in England that Trump insults to, like, like while she's like visiting the White House, he, he tweets out insulting shit. But it's Macron, a centrist, you know, business guy who appears to have the diplomatic touch with him. It's kind of incredible. And whose wife, Trump, said when he was in France, like, well, you look pretty good. You know, and that's probably (laughs) – that is probably the thing that – like Trump's respect level is built on stuff like that. It is. You know, like like, your wife's fine. You know, look at you. Look at you guys. Camille right now like totally gets Trump. (laughs) Totally understand. (laughs) Totally understand Donald Trump. Trump whisperer. So, if, unless we got more on Macron, uh, I, w- I would pause it because because uh, Camille's, Camille's <laughs> eyes are at about thirty percent right the now. Eye tell. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do want to give you the opportunity uh, to touch on Starbucks. Um, oh like, yeah, the know, Starbucks. Thing. I like yeah. how we did, like prioritize yeah. this late. Yeah. 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 So yeah. so this is this is. I this mean, is... I kind of mentioned it already, and I kind of mentioned how um, right. I, I I find um, most of it to be nonsense, and I, I'll just. I'll try to to succinctly um, pre- present this for folks. Obviously, a, a week or so, maybe two weeks ago now, um, there was this video, 45-second clip, 277-character tweet. It's succinct, um, he said. That, uh, that exploded. That? <laughs> <laughs> that exploded into a full-blown controversy. In the space of uh, several days, uh, we wound up with a situation where we had this brand-new, shiny 
um, touchstone in uh, American racial politics. Now we have this this moment to look back at where two black men walk into a Starbucks, ask to use the bathroom, sit down in this Starbucks, and are eventually asked to leave. And these two black men discover that you can't go to Starbucks in America. Cat Temp just walked in the door. <laughs> you just walked in the door. She's the Trevor You can't Hoffman. go into Starbucks as a black man without Cat Temp walking in, <laughs> stepping on your swag, and uh, the police being called. Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna let you get settled. How are you, Cat? How are you? You doing well? You don't have to yes. say it into the mic. That's, this is this is this is the show is with no edits. Do you want to slide down here? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna shut up so we can cut this. No, cut nothing. This cut is the no cut show. I don't want to have a no cut show. Just continue to roll with the punches. You missed a lot of the fun, but there's still some bullet left. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Nice. Um, but I was just talking about black folk going to 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 Starbucks and how, as a black man, I have to endure things that you never have to endure. Cat, you never have to wonder if you'll be asked to leave the Starbucks when you sit down and you don't buy anything. Um, although my estimation is that most Americans oh, never have to wonder any such thing. Yeah, that other pair of headphones right there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's like a whole is bunch of production Is this one on? This one's not on. Really? It's on. It's on. No, no, it's on. Your headphones are not on. Yeah, you don't, you're not wearing headphones. Though, so you well, my, my view on this issue this is very important. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Cat? I say it is. So it is. You close that door there, Fisher. Yeah. Well, Kat, it's this is becoming a regular thing where we have podcasts and you just walking at the end <laughs> of them and just join the conversation. Sometimes I'm in town. It's wonderful to have you. Yeah, apparently. Um, but I was I was talking about the Starbucks thing. I was just saying I, I was setting it up, so you already know what happened. As does everyone else. I really didn't need to set up. All I wanted to say was it's been two damn weeks. The folks at Starbucks have announced this dramatic program that they're going to do where they're going to shutter all of their stores um, throughout North America, and they're going to have this anti-bias training. Um, I don't think that's going to work. The most well, this is the thing. The most important detail uh, I, I think associated with this isn't that the anti-bias program, in, in, according to some studies and research that have looked at this, um, are more likely to like activate tribal bias and sentiment than they are to actually cure yeah. it. Um, th that's not the most important thing. The most important thing here is two weeks later, I'm still not clear on any like tangible evidence that's been presented that suggests that race had anything to do with this whatsoever. Really? Yeah. Which is weird. And it's actually not weird. The weird is sarcastic. Um, these circumstances always begin with the end in mind. Everyone had reached the conclusion once they heard about this. That two this minutes, was though? The two minutes. Racial thing. bias. The two minutes. What do you mean? of racial bias, but like, why was, were the cops called two minutes in? I, I don't know. I'm not even sure that we know for a fact that it's like two minutes Never in. This is not cops. like true. This is not trutherism. I, it's it's no one is really interested in the details. Like no, no one's interested in the details surrounding this surrounding this circumstance. It seems well, to mean, me that so are, one thing that you could do if if in fact you hear about something like this and if what everyone wants, everyone, the public at large who is outraged about this after seeing a 45 second clip of video um, and not looking at any context. I mean, even the woman who tweeted this thing out said, if you're interested, if you think there's more to this than what you see in this 45 second clip, you're part of the problem. She didn't actually say that. What she said explicitly was asking questions about this is part of the problem. Yeah. And if you're a white person, you just have to understand this happens to black and brown people in America every day. No, it doesn't. 
which is why this is so novel and interesting. Most people, lots of people go to Starbucks. Millions of people go to Starbucks every single month. Most of them don't end up getting escorted out by a half dozen police officers. When this happens, it's national news because it's fucking weird. And it doesn't happen usually. My suspicion is that the police officers who like radioed back to the police department were like, could you, could you maybe send some more people over? Hey, come in. The disturbance at the Starbucks group of males inside causes the disturbance. We got 9 by 3, 9 by 9 by 23, and 24 location. They're requesting another unit along with a supervisor. They, they made several calls. The yeah. other thing about the 911 tape is even the call from the woman at the Starbucks, no one mentions race. Mm. Like, the reality is that it Does could she say, be like, big dudes. No, she said there are two gentlemen in my store. Gangbangers. Who I've, I've, told, I've, <laughs> said, <laughs> I've said need to live <laughs> gangbangers. <laughs> I think they're from the project. Uh, who I've said who, who are refusing to purchase anything and are refusing to leave. Police, uh, 363. How may I help you? Hi, I have two gentlemen on my cafe that are refusing to make a purchase or leave. Um, I'm at the Starbucks at 18th and Spruce. Uh, that's no, what she said. You don't have to say, come on. That's what that's, she said. Right. That's, that's all known. That's code for black people. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was written out square <laughs> exactly. as well. That is, that is literally mainline I mean, blue blood. The bottom, line, the bottom line here is it is entirely possible that this is the worst case scenario. This is precisely the situation that everyone thinks it is, that it's racial discrimination. Um, it's also possible that it's a hundred thousand other things, that it's just some benign corporate policy that was in fact in place and acknowledged by the f spokesperson at Starbucks that when you're in the store like, and you're not buying things, you can't use our bathroom and we can ask you to leave. And I've hands. been asked Quick to leave a Starbucks hands. before. Well, I have been I mean, asked to leave a Starbucks before as well. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Shocking. But you're so but you're so in, white in, for, in forest. So, so <laughs> there is nothing to do in Forest Hills on a Sunday morning. There isn't even a place to get a Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. no, it, it, so all I got is Starbucks. And uh, there was one time I brought coffee with me and thought I'd be slick. And, you know, <laughs> and like just, you know, see if I could sit for like five minutes before I have to buy yes. water. You know, yeah. before like just get my laptop going, just get myself set up, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were like, it's crowded in here. You got to buy something or you got to go. And I. And probably should and you, have just and refused. You I, I refused been, to I leave. I should. I was. I was. I was. It was. I was a little grumpy. Uh -huh. you know? And I just come on. I, you I, refused I, to leave. You're not buying anything. Yeah, you got to get out. I was gonna buy water. I was totally gonna buy a water eventually, uh -huh. but I didn't appreciate the tone, and I thought it was a little hostile, and it was obviously not racially based. Uh -huh. But they threw my ass out of Starbucks. It's not. A <laughs> how did they camp? throw you out? What they do you said mean? They, they, I, I, it's not. I, I said I, I, a I, public I, area. Yeah. It's a private business. I, they didn't you gotta throw, buy their shit. They didn't throw me. They didn't throw me out. Okay, right? what happened? I, I said. I, I, I said. I'm gonna buy something. Can I just set up for a couple minutes? Nah, and they were like, I "It's crowded. It's Sunday. I yeah, you gotta buy, buy something." That. You said. They said, not, "Hurry up and buy." I'm gonna buy something. That's from. That's from Menace. Society. I was. I was gonna spend several hours there. You I was brought gonna, your I own gonna coffee. Buy <laughs> Imagine a, if I was, went. It was absentmindedly. It was a. It was like a. It was like a travel to the diner cup. down the street <laughs> and like brought my own eggs and just sat down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what do you mean I'm it, being asked it, to leave? You got. You got to. You got to have a little sympathy for like having like literally getting being eight in the morning, just finding yourself a stranger in a street. I I got my travel. No in my like in my cup holder in my bag. I have and I'm totally going to sit there and I'm going to buy. Not. I might even buy a muffin at some you, point. You know who you else I, I, even yeah. buy? You know who else had some? You know who else would have sympathy for you? The two black men who were in the Starbucks who said they feared yeah. for their lives. So I, I, I when they clear, saw the I was police not coming. thrown out, but it was I understand. Clear, it was clear. But they that asked it, you to leave. It, it was clear. They that, asked you to leave yeah. essentially yeah. or buy something, and you did one of the two things. You either bought something or you left. And I felt it was arbitrary. Again, not 
not racially based or culturally yeah. based, but uh-huh. I did feel it was arbitrary because I did see a, quite a few loafers hanging around. I mean, look, this I think is I was just the newest loafer. loafers. Did you? I, know? I, I was the newest yeah. one. I was the, la- I was the last man the, in. What do you mean by loafers? What do they look like? <laughs> in Forest Hills, um, yeah, there were there were there were hats and curls. Yeah. You know, it's one of but it's one of it's one of those things where someone actually <laughs> someone actually has to has to notice you, mm. right? Walk in, and and all I'm saying is Shifty that it's it's entirely possible that there are a dozen different narratives that explain what happened here. But in the milieu of American racial politics, like the fact is that the uncertainty about what the hell happened here is an invitation to imagine the worst possible situation to, to animate all of your deepest, darkest fears about implicit bias and racism. And, and it creates the racial watershed moment, whether or not it's real. And I've, I've made reference to the, the Baldwin quote before, um, about the gates of paranoia and, and how black people, Baldwin warned black people against finding yourself in a circumstance where having had white people always as the, the, the evil enemy who are doing bad things to you, he's writing in 19, in the 1960s. Um, it, it is, imp- it's possible to arrive at a situation where you are unable to determine when you're dealing with a real or imagined injury. And that is a, that is a danger that you ought to be aware of. We are exporting that perspective. Like we're we're making it the global default position for the entire United States. And to the extent you're even willing to question or challenge someone's assertion that they've been discriminated against, you're part of the problem. It's evidence of racial bias. And there's something really repugnant about that. And I think there are a hundred thousand really important like related effects that people ought to consider. There is a reason to push back against the established the narrative even in a circumstance where everyone involved, everyone close to this agrees, Starbucks agrees, oh my God, this is completely unconscionable. I'm so sorry this happened to you. The people who saw it completely agree that this was totally racial bias. The people involved who were asked to leave believed that they were discriminated against. They were also given the opportunity to leave the damn store or be arrested. And they decided, I'd rather get arrested. Arrest me. I don't know. I've got like a you lot have done that, bro. of time yeah. on my hands. <laughs> I've, got, well, I've got a lot of time on my hands on a Sunday. Why, Camille, getting arrested isn't one of the things I'd clear. like to do. Let's be clear. We've mentioned yeah. this at least one more time on this uh, podcast. Go for it. What? Bojabantan or Sorry. Not on this Jamaican. episode. I'm so, but I didn't, there's in, a woman in history. the room and I feel uh, bad. No. That's sorry, okay. It's, it's not really. It's just me. One of the first, <laughs> good point. One of the first uh, times that I, I met you was mm. like you were the asshole who like wanted to get the pat down. Yeah. Uh, with the, with the TSA, yeah, the TSA still do that, right? So, How like, does that work? I, I, he just wants to get his junk, I'm like, uh, you, know, you know, a little bit. I um, won't go through the scanner. So, no, if you were down. given the opportunity, but I do uh, have pre-checks, so most of the time I don't have. If to you do were that given problem. the option, Camille, uh-huh. of like, you can either leave the store, Camille, yeah, Foster, yeah, yeah, or you can be arrested. Not, I'm betting. Yeah, yeah. I'm just betting oh, here. Fucking, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You arrest, arrest me if yeah. you dare, yeah. motherfucker. Well, this, well, this is, this is the thing. Play out. This is the thing. <laughs> and I, true. I've probably told this story before. Um, I might have told it on the podcast. I'm like, I'm pulled over in downtown Manhattan. Um, this is when I was living in downtown Manhattan back in the in the golden golden age <laughs> of my time here in New York, the Renaissance. Um, like and 10 months ago. it's like two o'clock yeah. in the morning and this cop like stops me and, um, and I'm just, I'm so angry. And I, what did you pull me over for? License registration. 
what did you pull me over for? I want an explanation right now. License registration. And he starts to open my door. Mm. And I said, and I said, you're going to do that to me? <laughs> and I he, fly first class, bitch. And he closed my door and he said, license and registration. And I said, I will give you my license and registration once you explain why you've stopped me. I am telling you that I would have pushed back strategically and deliberately and pushed it to the very limit. But I've never found myself in a situation with law enforcement where they were about to put cuffs on me. I think they always know that they're dealing with the caliber of human. That they probably don't want to lock up because this won't work out well for you. I want to know. Um, but it's, why but it's possible that I might have pushed Starbucks. it to the limit and I would have gone to jail. I got kicked out of Starbucks. Well, because I bought, even if you buy something, you can still get kicked (laughs) out. Just so you know, I bought a single tea for like a dollar and I stayed in the corner of the booth and was super crowded just watching episodes of Dateline on my computer <laughs> <laughs> which was definitely they informed me using all of the bandwidth oh, and wow. so they told me <laughs> that I had first of all they're looking at me like what is your life why is this how you're spending a Sunday and then they told me that if I didn't stop watching the Dateline that I had to leave and, and you're slowing down the internet for and I said else. okay sure but then I didn't stop. I was kind of just like trying to tilt my computer. <laughs> and then somebody sure enough saw Keith Morrison and I had to leave the Starbucks. This was before you were a Fox News contributor. Otherwise, yes. you would have definitely not been watching Dateline. You would have been watching old episodes of Hannity. Yes, a yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I got to get going soon. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm going to miss it. All I watch is Fox News. That's Wouldn't good. Wouldn't it be Strange Inheritance? It's Strange Inheritance. <laughs> Learn a lot. Well, yeah, every now and then, you know, Fox News on a commercial, I, there's only other one other option. Yeah, to flip that's to. true. That's true. So that's yeah. definitely true. But but, you know, you can still. I was a paying customer. I paid for that tea. Sounds very traumatic. But I didn't have any internet on my computer and I really wanted to watch Dateline. So I went to Starbucks. <laughs> it's an injustice. It's an injustice. And an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I was, That's what Dr. King said. I think it was just because I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ovaries, ovaries in Starbucks. Yeah. It's, it's for white males only. Un- unbelievable. Cisgender white males. <laughs> Tell me about the time you got kicked out of Starbucks. Never happened to you, did it? Well, <laughs> yeah, white privilege. Yeah, overclass don't have to like explain. Well, well we, we, there's been quite a show, with including uh, several reggae interlu- interludes and uh, a seance. We even had a seance at one point. Am I going to be demon possessed later? <laughs> I, I mean, already or now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You, you, you probably Fair actually enough. were brought here by, you know, <laughs> by the, the devil himself. Yeah, yeah. The way I enter every room is only brought by the devil himself. It's been a unique dispatch for sure. Oh, God. Okay. I think we're done here. Fuck it. Bye. Bye. We, we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horse.